0: Hey everybody and welcome back in to Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Pretty
1: good. Pretty good. I counted up. It's like, I made a little tweet about it. It's like 139 days till we kick off against USC. Assuming there's a kickoff, but uh, we should just continue to speak it into existence. You better
0: start putting a plus or minus beside that. (laughs) That's going to be roundabout. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I don't know man, it's things are getting so dicey and then of course Florida opens up the beaches which I'm you know, I get it, I understand. Um but there is this tremendous inventory of of frustration that everybody has inside of them and so instead of going out and acting responsibly, it looked like the beaches were just regular old Florida beaches to me, which you would think would lead to some uh possible reoccurrences of the coronavirus thing, but I, you know, who the hell knows at this point, I, I gotta say that, um, there was a guy here in Birmingham and I think on Wednesday I saw a news report that he was going to open his, it's not a salon. It's just, it's not a barber shop, but it's, it's called the mail room. M a M a L E room. And, um, Is it, a know, male strip and club? Yeah, it wow. sounds like a strip club, doesn't it? it I dig like it. a Mail strip club. But it, it sounds like, uh, Noel, you could take it to mean either strip club. I think.
1: Well, so, it was a male room. I mean, I guess a room for males.
0: Well, if it was a room for males, you would think there'd be women in there, unless you didn't swing that way, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. As Seinfeld taught us. But um, yeah, it doesn't matter anyway. He was going to do give, give haircuts, right? He was going. He said, "I'm going to open hell or high water. Good Lord, willing, and the creek don't rise. I'm going to open my business. Come." But Friday, well, I think he got a call from the mayor and a call from the police chief and a call from a congressman. They all said, "Dude, you don't need to do this because number one, it's not safe. Number two, you, you, we could take your license away. I mean, that's something that could happen, and then then you'd really be a, a creek." And he, so uh, decided not to do it. But he was pissed off about it. And I kind of, I feel him, man. I mean, I get it. I, he's sort of like, look, we, what's the point of being alive if I don't have any money to eat? I mean, I kind of get where he's coming from. At the same time, I understand what everybody else is saying. that that This is is a very sticky wicket for everybody. And so, you know, when I start thinking about football, and I think about it often, when I think about football, when I do this podcast, there is part of me that feels guilty, like, eh, you know, should I really be worrying about this right now? But, you know, then there's the other part of me that goes, hey, Luke, you've worried about this ever since you were seven years old. Continue to worry about it and just deal with it. It's not an asteroid hurtling towards the earth with yep. certain impact. This is a coronavirus thing. We don't really understand yet. We're going to understand it. We'll get through it. But, you know, for now, you just got to do the best you can do. And yes, and I hate also bitching about this. I was thrilled that guy was going to open up his place because male strip club or not, I was going to get my freaking haircut there. I look like Mel <laughs> Piper. Right now, <laughs> when I get out of the shower. In fact, I'm I've been like very tempted to take a picture of just my forehead, like pulling my hair back, because I've got sort of that funky widow's peak looking thing, and pulling my hair back and saying, you know, Mel Kuiper, I'm coming for you. I mean <laughs>
1: It's a good week for it. It's Mel
0: Kuiper. Yeah, it week. is a good week. It would get some get some public. Got us Speaking a draft in weeks, about four so days.
1: I mean, it's a good week for Alabama football recruiting. Oh yes. Since we last potted – do we call it – it would be so boring to say since our last podcast. I want to say since we last potted or since we last podcasted or since we last casted. I mean, how, I wh- what do we go the with there? Potted. potted. Potted sounds really stupid but good. Um, yes, yeah, since we last potted, we've had not one but two football commitments, one uh, from a you know fairly solid in-state kid and the other one from – really, what I would call a national elite star recruit in uh, in A.G. Hall. So we need to talk about them both. Did you get confirmation it is A.G.? No, I've got no confirmation. I'm still just going with A.G. It might be AGI. I I mean, you know, if you look at it like, okay, it could be AGI. But I'm going with A.G. until I know differently. And the thing is, I've been going with A.G. for so long. If I find out it's A.G.I., I'm probably going to have to stick with A.G. for the rest of his career. Because once, once you've said it out loud a bunch of times, it's really hard to change the way you pronounce names. We've talked about that before. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going with A.G. Um, I, I, I guess I know who I can, you know, text and ask and confirm. But, but <laughs> maybe I should do that. But uh, nah, nah, for now, let's just go with A.G.
0: Okay, I'm with you. We'll go with A.G. So let's start, though, with Anquin. Are we going with Anquin? Because it's A-N-Q-U-I-N.
1: A-N-Q-U-I-N. I'm going with just Anquin. Anquin Barnes. Anquin Barnes. Anquin Barnes, to my knowledge.
0: Now, he's only a three-star, and I say only a three-star. Look, to, it's so funny. People always love to go, he's only a three-star. But do you know how hard it is to be ranked a three-star? I mean, there there are <laughs> – ninety eight percent of other football players are not ranked at all, <laughs> so to be a three star there's no shame in that, but number one, he is only a three star because we're in recruiting, so we know what that means um But I think he's going to end up being better than that. I think he's going to end up being you know maybe he will get the bama bump, maybe that's exactly what happens, but I believe instead it's going to be more merited that he will have earned a four star here eventually.
1: Yeah, it, uh, it, it's so early in the process. Uh, here's a kid who could easily end up a four-star, whether you want to call a Bama bump or not. But, I, I you know, this year there's not going to be camps and combines that uh, that bump kids up. It's, it's, it's literally just going to have to be senior tape, you know, so I think senior year tape, assuming there's a senior year, uh, you know, for these kids to play. But uh, he, he could be a four-star. I think he's got a decent offer list for it. Um, I like Barnes. I, I do not think this is what, what I would call a bad take, but at the same time, I'm going to be a little realistic myself based on what I've seen on on his junior tape uh, that I watched back in February. Uh, I, I, I think he's a good player. I think the potential is there for him to be much better than good. What I do like about him the most, Luke, I mean, in terms of like, you know, why why should I get excited about this guy? It's because he has an unusual build for – he's clearly going to be an interior defensive tackle type. This is a guy that's going to play at probably 285, 295, 305, you know, somewhere – I mean, he's going to play at that size. He's going to be a very large interior defensive tackle. But he's he's long. He looks – he has the length of an end but the weight of, of a tackle, a little bit like Raekwon – Now, he's not as big as Raekwon. He's not quite as tall as Raekwon. Uh, Tim Watts from BOL made a comparison that I really liked after he said it hadn't occurred to me. And then then I saw Tim do it, and it's perfect. And that's Tim compared him to Quentin Dial. And I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's really good in terms of I bet Quentin Dial's body looked just like this kid's you know, before the summer of his senior year. I mean, they're probably just, you know, Quentin Dowles just sort of long I mean, he was he's an interior tackle, but he was long. I mean, he's kind of a, a you know, long arms, long legs, uh, pretty athletic uh for an interior tackle. So I, I see some real upside there. But to be honest, uh, you know, when I watched the top sixty juniors in February, um, I did not I did not rank Barnes in my top sixteen. But I did mention him in the honorable mentions and the guys that just missed it. So, really, uh, for me watching the top 60 guys, I probably would have ranked him somewhere around 20th, maybe 21st, 22nd, somewhere in that range. But mm-hmm. hey, in a, in a really good year in Alabama, that doesn't, that, that, you know what that means? That means you're an SEC player. Anybody in the top 40 is a complete legitimate SEC prospect. And that's what he is a totally legitimate SEC guy. I'm a little surprised. That that Alabama would would take him this early, that Alabama would think of him in that way. I'm a little surprised, but but I do see the upside here, and it's clear that Alabama is uh, is very excited about him.
0: Well, I'll tell you the one thing it screams to me is, geez, how good is Robert E. Lee right now? I mean, they've got athletes on top of athletes. Now they they used to crank out a lot of great athletes, uh, but mm. you know, back in the late 80s early 90s i remember but they i wouldn't say they've been quiet cuz there've been some folks come out of there but man they just had another guy sign with Troy basketball i think it was that's a complete badass um they won the state championship in basketball this year they they um Robert e. Lee's starting to get it turned around that whole Montgomery area is starting to play a lot better overall athletically i mean they've always had the athletes but they didn't necessarily have some of the discipline or some of the good coaching you needed to bring all that together. And these Montgomery schools are starting to get it together. It seems like, Um, but yeah, I I think the Quentin dial comparison is very interesting to me. Of course, Quentin dial, I wouldn't say he was um, he's probably most known at Alabama for a moderately cheap block on Aaron Murray.
1: Would you say? (laughs) I guess that's just sort of the most high profile thing he did at Alabama in a big game, but you know, he, he, he played in the NFL for a few years. Oh yeah. I mean, no, no, no. He, yeah, he, he, he was a good, he went to the 40, but that was like the most famous thing. I guess he did at Alabama. Yeah. That's what certainly. I'm
0: saying. I mean, it's, yeah. there, there are other guys like, you know, sometimes you might have a solid career, but you're most known for something else. And I think that's the thing when you think Quentin dial, the two things I think about with Quentin dial is either that hit on Aaron Murray or his, that he Played for the 49ers and was a surprisingly good player for the 49ers. They were shocked that he was as good as he was. Now, that so. intense, he was like he a
1: seventh round pick, if I remember yeah he, he, was was he was not he You know,
0: yeah. let's not get it twisted. He was he played a few years, had a nice little NFL career, and I have no idea what he's doing now.
1: Well, not every defensive lineman has to be Marcel Darius. I know every time we right. get a defensive lineman, every fan wants him to be, you know, a three and done first, but you know, you need 12 or 13 defensive linemen on your roster. Not all of them are going to be stars. What you need all of them to be is contributors. You need a few of them to become stars, but it would be nice if they were all contributors. And if this kid has Quentin Dial's career, great. Sign me up. Sign me I'm, up. I'm, I'm all about you? it. I'm- yeah, yeah. So, so now speaking of stars, the other kid that committed yesterday, now he's a guy to me that has a lot more potential to be a star. Uh, Hang on, Jimmy, before
0: you get into him, Jimmy, before you get into him, let's go ahead and take a break. And then when we come back, we'll talk about AG or Aggie or (laughs) A-Hall. All right, we're back. I just thought calling him A-Hall is (laughs) not not true. You A-Hall, you you shouldn't do that. Uh, It's too close to a Hole, right? I mean, so I think we need to figure out what his first name is and hope is, I hope you're right, I hope it's AG. And I don't know if you saw um, his Instagram video where he did his commitment announcement.
1: First know, of all, he I, had, I
0: did not see it. He had um, I don't know who is like it was. It was kind of cool. These kids have gotten inventive. Um, he had sort of a a moderator, not a moderator, but like a, an announcer, uh, a female broadcaster of some description who's really good looking, and she uh was there to sort of take the questions other people were posing on Instagram or to at least just relay the comments to him. And somehow he figured out how to do a split screen with it. So it was a split screen with her on the bottom and, and him on the top. I got to figure out a better way to say that. And uh, so he was, he and he was outside, right. And he was outside yep. just walking around. And then she was like, okay, well it's already, you know, it was three o'clock and then nothing, you know, he's like, okay, we're getting close. It's like 3.15. She's like, um, you know, a lot of people are asking, when are you going to make this announcement? She said it was going to be three or five. It was five, yeah. She said, you just thought it was going to be five. And he said, I'm waiting on my family. It's going to be like a parade. And we are like, okay, that's that's odd, but that's okay. So, like in the background, you could hear everybody going, we're about ready, we're about ready. And finally, you know, they turned the camera around and all, like a stream of cars came by and they all had Alabama stuff on them. So it was kind of, okay. it, you know, it was interesting and cool. And uh, the – cause you've about run out of ways to announce how you're going to commit somewhere, you know? And, uh, he did a great job with it. And, um, I was kind of shocked at, well, you hate saying this cause it always makes you seem like a jackass when you say it, but he was really, really articulate. He was like, he wasn't a, you know, and like, and, and I don't know. I mean, he answered questions thoroughly. He, he seemed like a super nice kid. But we also can't hide the fact that there is a red flag in the number of schools he's been to, right?
1: Yeah, and I know so many so many people that, that don't, you know, quote, study this to the extent me and you do might think That's, that that doesn't mean he's a bad kid. And, and we're not saying he's bad. We're not saying, oh, well, this means you're a bad kid or that something is really wrong. We're not saying that. You put it perfectly with just a red flag, meaning, well, tread carefully here. You have to look into it. You have to look under the hood. You can't just assume everything is fine when you're talking about a kid that's been to four high schools in three years. Um, If you go back over time and look at the prospects who have had to go to multiple schools for for any sorts of reasons, most of those kids uh, don't don't have a, a great college career. Most of them don't. Now, I know everybody can sit here and name some that did, of course you can. There's exceptions to every rule, but I would go so far as to call it a rule that if a kid's gone to gone to four schools in three years, something's, something's likely not, not great. Now, that doesn't mean it can't be fixed. And again, it might, it might be fine. I mean, a kid that immediately comes to mind where things worked out good was a DJ Fluker who went to three mm-hmm. high schools. He went to three high schools in his career, McGill, uh, then went to Biloxi High School in Mississippi. And then, uh, then finished up his uh, his last year at uh, at Foley High School in Alabama. So, uh, you know, and, and and DJ got eligible, and, and and by all accounts, you know, was was a good kid at Alabama. So, uh, again, you can't say anything definitive, but it definitely it definitely makes you ask more questions. What you want to do as the coaches is go to those schools or get on the phone with not just the coaches but teachers, guidance counselors, and not just where he's at now. You want to call back and say, Hey, uh, what, what, what was y'all's experience with with AG, <laughs> you know, back when he was in the ninth and 10th grade, what happened? You know, they'd probably uh, say, you mean, <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know an AG. We only know it. We only know a jai. we know in a Jai hall, <laughs> yeah. uh, say, you know, but, but that's, but now as a player, I, I mean, he's, he's ranked, I think in the sixties, isn't that right? In The composite somewhere in yeah, the sixties. Yeah. Um, if anything i would rank him higher or 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 not lower i mean to me that that he he's really good i i would not call him a five star uh, which means you're top 30 i would say he's not a five star and to me he's not even a borderline five star which to me is top 50 but but you know he's just outside that group i mean just a a, a high 4 a really high 4 to me uh checks Checks really every box in terms of the physicality of it. He has legit measurables. He's gone to camps and run four fives at camps. He's also a legitimate over 6'2", over legitimately. Uh, you know, said runs great, has, has proven shuttle times. And then you watch the tape, and he pretty much plays to his speed. I mean, this is a guy that, that, uh, that is an impressive player on tape. So you've got the production, you've got the hands, you've got a catch radius, you got a legit four or five. You got a kid that's going to be pretty big. He's probably going to play in college at six three, two hundred 200 pounds. I would say uh, in his college career. Um, so I, I love him. This is, a, this is our best commitment so far. I am a big Deontay Lawson fan, but I would rate AG Hall to be the best of the kids that have committed to us so far. So that, that's how big a deal it was uh, yesterday and uh, sparked a little celebration in the, uh, In the household.
0: Awesome. I dig it. Uh, All right, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take one more break. When we come back, we'll talk about some miscellaneous rumblings and also a special guest we're going to have for everybody this week. And we are giddy as schoolgirls over here. So, Jimmy, one guy we didn't get in terms of Alabama and and football commitments last week was Renaria Dilworth. Am I saying that name right?
1: Yeah, and that's one. That's a name. Uh, now we know we don't have to learn. But yeah, Dilworth. Uh, <laughs> re, re, I, I think Renaria Renner, is what I was saying, even though I didn't say it too much because I never really thought he was coming to Alabama. Uh,
0: well, and what's a Dilworth? Uh, <laughs> worth one yeah. Renaria. I don't know. Uh, you have to no, ask he, North
1: Carolina. They got him.
0: You North Carolina. He's headed to North Carolina, and North Carolina now, all the way up to the number two class nationally. Uh, they have 14 commits, and Ohio State is is just killing the game this year. They're number one. They've already got 16 commits. Clemson's probably going to end up number one again, I would guess, uh, with 10 commits. Um, Alabama's ranked uh, – it's way on down here. Let me see where – it's number 39 right now. Of course, we only have three commitments. Um but I, I don't think anybody should be panicking. I do think the only person who's probably panicking is Sabin because he hasn't been, he's not going to be able to have any of his camps. I would assume to check out a lot of these guys that he wants to check out. And even if you do have your camps, there's going to be a million different obstacles in the way for some of these kids to get there. So it's going to be, uh, it's just going to be a thing. I mean, I, you know, I, I had a guy that we're supposed to go do some work for is like, Hey, we're antsy for we y'all to come do this work. And they're in Texas. And, and I said, look, man, I, you know, I would love to go do the work and invoice you for it and get paid for it. That's how you know this works. I'd be great, but it's it's not just that I'm that we're in a middle of a pandemic. I have a problem of finding two guys who want to travel to Texas and be on site for several days at a place they don't know anything about and stay at a hotel that they don't know anything about. Um, whereas normally I'd have people scratching and clawing to, to to go do this because they make a little bit more money, but uh, right now. I mean, I don't know. I don't know when people are going to be ready to travel again. I would have no problem doing it myself um, if I knew how to do it. <laughs> but uh, I would – you know, I don't mind the travel. I've always done it. But I, I see what some people are going to be talking about, and I think that's how it's going to be with some of these camps. I mean, how comfortable are some of these parents, if there are football camps at all this year? There may be some parents who go, look, I'm not sending you from – uh Nebraska or Iowa to or Ohio to Alabama to let you stay somewhere for a couple of days in a dorm room with people I don't know and who they've been in contact with
1: yeah I, I yeah that's it's for all those reasons I find it highly I, I don't even want to say unlikely I think it's I I there's almost no chance there will be summer camps with with high school players and middle school players on your campus this summer Playing football, I I I I I think it's just highly improbable. It's probably the I, I almost want to say hundred percent chance it's not happening, but I, I don't want to say that. I want to say it's a hundred percent chance, but
0: it's way over, 50%, way
1: over fifty percent. Way over fifty percent. Well,
0: Jimmy, um, we can go ahead and tell everybody that this week. I'm not exactly sure what day. I think it'll be for Wednesday's podcast. It looks like we will have C.J. Mosley, former Alabama linebacker and current NFL uh, linebacker with the New York Jets. He should be on our podcast, and we're really, really excited about this. We got this um, opportunity through some other connections with the Locked On Network. Uh, He was going to do a Locked On Jets interview, and the guy said, look, the Locked On Bama guys I'm sure would love to have you, and he said, I'd love to talk to them. So it's it's great that we get to speak to C.J. Mosley. I don't even know – I mean, like I've been thinking, God, where do I even go with all the questions here? But what a great time to interview him because the draft's coming up. I mean, obviously I'd like to know what his feelings were, you know, how nervous was he when the NFL draft came around, um, what went into his decision at Alabama, what's his – you know, all the all the cliché bullshit. You know, I'm not going to get Howard Stern with him. I'm going to – you know, what's your best Alabama moment? I mean, I'm not going to be like, you know, hey, do you, who who you dating now? I don't want to do that. Right? <laughs>
1: Although that might be exactly what our listeners want to hear. No, I mean, uh, no, we'll have a whole, we'll have, ho- hopefully, hopefully he'll be available for, for, for more than one segment. We don't want to, we don't want to take him away from, from, from what, from what he, what he really wants to be doing, but, but uh, nice of him to agree to do it. And we'll come up with, uh, we'll, we'll learn, we'll learn, hopefully we'll all learn something about CJ we didn't know before. Something.
0: Like, what does CJ stand for? I never knew. I still don't know. I think I know that.
1: Is it Christopher John? I think it's Christopher James. I think it is. Okay. I think it's Christopher James. I mean, but
0: I, had a, I had a 50-50 shot. It was Christopher something.
1: When we do our hours of research and preparing for the interview, we'll let y'all know. <laughs> it would be. i tell you what. If we do want to get off the
0: wall with some questions, let's tell him the story about, all right, CJ, we know the story about, when Alabama was preparing for a bowl game and you had one player that was sitting on the toilet and eating a hot dog at the same time, do you know who that was? <laughs> <laughs> because we do know that story and we do know that. Happened. Told We've, We've we told do know, that know that
1: happened. Story. We've told, told that story here on the podcast a time or two, but we'll see. I know it know may people, or may not come up. People always it, get so freaked out when I tell it them wasn't it was not C.J. 5. It wasn't C.J. <laughs>
0: It wasn't J.K. Scott or C.J. I, those are the only two people that I'm letting you let, let, in. I'll give those two answers out there. It wasn't J.K. Scott and it wasn't C.J.
1: There you have. And it.
0: also so, so far, it was nobody with with like um, a, a DJ or a C.J. or a J.K. It was none
1: of that. Well, that no narrows it down. Things. Now you've really yeah, – you've narrowed, you've narrowed it down to uh, – now, now, now. There's no. Now it's obviously Greg McElroy or Jonathan Allen. Can't be anybody else.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't that be something if it were Greg McElroy?
1: I that make was it a better the, story with Greg McElroy.
0: You want to talk about ruining a career at the SEC Network? <laughs> we could call in the Bomb with one day, just tell that Jim of a, a tale on the air, and just ruin his whole life.
1: But it's not him. Speaking of speaking speaking GMAC, uh, the other day I saw he, he, he was, he's on the highly optimistic there will be a football season train.
0: I think he's a lot like you, though. I swear to God, Jimmy, because I, I listen to him sometimes. I listen to them on the uh, serious channel um, because the get-up is so bad, that get-up show is so bad. And also, I can only listen to Golic and Wingo when they talk about the, the draft. Uh, I can't, otherwise I don't really enjoy listening to him quite as much, but I listened to the, uh, was the college, show, whatever it is. It starts at six. McElroy is usually the host now. And he sounded, when he said this the other day, he said, I'm convinced there will be a a season. And I thought, Jim, Jimmy Stein. that's Jimmy Stein right there. That's exactly (laughs) how Jimmy would say it. Like he would say it with a lot of enthusiasm and say it very definitively, but you know, he knows that he's
1: only trying to speak it into existence. Speak it into existence. That's right. Well, I think we're all realistic. I mean, I'm sure Greg is, and I am myself. I mean, I'm not, I watch the news every day. I I keep up with, I keep, I keep up with what's going on in in every facet of what's happening with the virus. So uh, I'm not naive to it. I, I am very realistic but at the same time, it's this. Um, I, I, I do know this. You can call it inside scoop or whatever you want, but I know for, for a fact that Alabama's coaching staff is preparing for there to be uh, a fall camp around August 1st and for the games to start uh, and, and for us to play this, the schedule. We're working on Southern Cal. We're working on all the opponents. Those things are happening. So we're preparing for a season. So if our staff and football program is preparing to play – then I'm gonna be optimistic that the games are gonna take place. Now that doesn't mean I'm ready to 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 bet every sum of money you know I got on if there will be games. But hey, if the if our football program is planning on it, then I'm gonna be optimistic it's gonna happen.
0: God, I hope they're planning on it. Wouldn't that be something if like say like, you know what, let's just let's let's take a year off, fellas. Let's take a year off and then you know come August, they're like, Hey, we we got a season. He's like, Oh shit, I better start we're pretty
1: well, of course, they're planning. Of course, you plan until it's canceled. And that's what they're doing. I mean, you know, they're, you have to assume that the games are going to be played until you're told they're not. That's a good point.
0: Well, so, Jimmy, we hope the next time we have a podcast, we will be talking to the one and only CJ Mosley. And I suspect, I hope that it'll take up the entire interview. I hope he's as talkative and friendly and 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 really kind of cool is is Agi or AG or Ajai Hall was on his Instagram because I was blown away at how just like I just I just love listening to
1: the guy. I mean, he just seemed like I real. Go back personal. on the Instagram. Maybe your homework. Go back and watch the Instagram thing again if you got time today and see at any point does the girl interviewing him say his name?
0: Oh man, I didn't even think I, that would have <laughs> been so smart. And I was kind of <laughs> I was kind of looking at her and <laughs> not really probably know. Yeah. She was, she was good looking. She was good looking. Um, so, okay. Well, that'll do it for today's podcast, but uh, everybody be safe because if it wasn't enough that we have a pandemic going on, uh, the Alexander city, Birmingham area yeah. where, where I spend most of my time is getting absolutely pelted today with hail nice. and bullshit storms. And, uh, apparently my neighborhood in Ellic city just got ravaged and, uh, I'm in Birmingham and we're about to, we're about to get us up a, Frog strangler, so I'm not looking forward Thanks. to it.
1: All right, Bama Nation, we'll Roll see you tie. soon. We'll be back with CJ. Be back with CJ. Roll tide. Roll up.